Building Company is having their official grand opening Friday of their showroom floor. Now, they've had a temporary one prior to that. They had a, a permanent one before they did the rebuilding. But uh, this is where, where you go in. You do the fun part of the, the home. You know, they do the building, but you want them to customize it for you as well. And that way, you don't have to do it. And you don't have to do any remodeling like people some people like to do when they buy a, a home from somebody who's already lived in it and that's the upside for some of you with all our building company is you get to design it from uh, the get-go the the color schemes and, and so forth and the fixtures and it, just what gives it its theme if you will its personality if you will and uh, that new very accommodating showroom floor they're having that big grand opening you can get more details about Aller Building Company, what they have under development, as well as their brand new showroom floor uh, at uh, Aller Building Company on Facebook, O L L E R. And I believe you can get there from Nick's endorsements at ksgf.com. One of the side notes that is making the rounds regarding the State of the Union last night was that Mitt Romney had an exchange with George Santos. George Santos is the guy uh, in New York. He ran for Congress. Uh, he's a Republican, and uh, he has a, a background in which he embellishes and or is accused of lying about uh, his background, his education, his family, his life experiences, and so forth. And the the problem he has is he's a Republican. If you're a Democrat, this enhances your... I mean, this is Democrats have a much different way of looking at things. They look at things like, man, look how bold this guy is. You know, I really like the cut of his jib. He's willing to lie about things that are so outrageous. Let, let's get that guy to the front of the line. Let, let's put him on the front of a committee. Let, let, let's run that guy for president of the United States. Let, let's give that guy the nomination. Whereas Republicans, uh, they say, no, that's unacceptable. And it also allows the holier-than-thou virtue signalers like Mitt Romney uh, to act superior and also to distinguish themselves, as Mitt Romney does, uh, from the bad Republicans, which are the people that are like more like you and me, not the elites, but the, the pesky, annoying Trump supporters that are always going on and on about liberty and the Constitution and the Second Amendment. I mean, they just can't stand that sort of person. They can't stand that sort of American. And so anyone that they see as non-elite, they associate with the masses, and and uh, and it's a it's a whipping boy, if you will, and and this is no exception. And so there was an exchange caught on uh, on video where Romney evidently told Santos that he didn't belong there. In part of the exchange, Santos came back at Romney, seemingly telling him, "Tell that to to the one hundred forty-two thousand who voted for me." It then sounded like Romney called him an ass, uh, but it could have been part of a longer word, ASS hole. Uh, later, Romney let loose on Santos to reporters, telling them he thought Santos was a sick puppy. Saying he shouldn't have been there, sitting in the middle aisle trying to shake people's hands and so forth. Now, let me tell you why I have a problem with this. One, because Mitt Romney's dishonest and immoral. This is a guy that helped interfere 
in the election in order to get Joe Biden elected president. He did this in his position as a senator to block any investigating into Hunter Biden's relationships that may have indicated a compromised candidate in Joe Biden, which, of course, we see the benefits of having a compromised president of the United States, China being a a brilliant example of it. Mitt Romney ran interference for him, did everything he could to block any sort of investigating claiming that he did not feel it was his position to do things that might play into the political landscape. Now, that did not stop him from voting to convict Trump of impeachment, or, you know, convict him of impeachment, of the charges against him in the impeachment during the campaign cycle. He just doesn't believe in doing anything politically in his position as a U.S. senator that would hurt a Democrat. He's not an honest person. Secondly, this context, and I've got, I don't, all I know about this Santos character is what's in the news. The categories of lies that he is accused of telling are lockstep in line with the categories in which Biden is known to have lied. It is almost hilarious, the parallels. Santos is accused of lying about his educational background. I mean, Biden, he had to drop out of a presidential race because he was lying about his educational background. Claiming he got scholarships, claiming he graduated in the top this of his class, claiming he got this award and that. All these things, not true. None of it. Provable. He would admit much of it as being lies. Uh, Santos is accused of lying about his family and so forth. Biden is known to lie about his family all the time, whether it's the false claim that he awarded his uncle a purple heart or that his dad worked in the coal mines or whatever it was. I mean, all just not true. Just makes things up. Santos accused of, of lying about his background in terms of jobs that he's had. Is there a job that Biden hasn't lied about having from being a truck driver to a number of these others? It's just, you know, almost it's almost as if Santos is doing some sort of social media experiment in order to prove a point here and to tell lies in categories that Biden has either admitted to or has been proven to have lied about just to show the difference in treatment that the two get. So for... Romney, to tell Santos he doesn't belong there at an event that Joe Biden is speaking at. When Joe Biden has lied about all of the different things in terms of the categories that Santos is accused of lying, I mean, Mitt Romney has no morals. Not to mention... While I do believe there are good people in Congress who have good intentions, and I, when I say that, I don't mean somebody who's perfect. Nobody's perfect. Some of the people that are in Congress, some of the people that you know have been in Congress, in that body for Mitt Romney to say that a guy who's been accused of lying doesn't belong there, are you kidding me? 
Because if you take that position, then you're saying that everyone else there has not lied. No one else there has said or done anything unsavory, that we are all angels. We are so wonderful. You don't belong amongst us. I got to be honest with you. I don't know that there are many bodies, any institutions, any collection of people in which somebody like George Santos better belongs than in the company of most of those people in Congress. And Mitt Romney is an example of one of those people. Jason Rima with news. A report from a national advocacy group says 36 hospitals in Missouri still do not comply with a law that requires them to post patient costs online. The law was enacted two years ago. The hospitals that are not in compliance with the law include Cox North, Mercy Hospital in Springfield, and Mercy Hospitals in Aurora, Joplin, Lebanon, and Cassville. Only six hospitals in Missouri comply with that law, according to a survey by patientrightsadvocate.org. A teenager from St. James was arrested for the shooting death of his father. Phelps County deputies arrested 19-year-old Samuel Karlinski in the death of Ralph Karlinski Jr., Police found him dead at a home in Rolla. His son called 911 to report the incident, claiming self-defense. A FedEx driver was killed Tuesday morning when a truck collided with an Amtrak train. It happened around 9.30 southeast of Kansas City. And several thousand workers at CSX will soon get one of the things they've been pushing for that pushed the industry to the brink of a strike last fall, paid sick time. Florida-based CSX announced that deal Tuesday with two of its 12 unions. About 5,000 workers will get four days of paid sick leave as part of those agreements. I'm Jason Rima, Springfield Stock 1041. Not to hang up on it, but one of the reasons that I have such a distaste for Mitt Romney is because at least some of these people on the left, they don't seem to try and masquerade as something that they're not. I mean, now they, they will say... I'm not lying, or they'll continue to lie. I mean, they're not going to advertise the fact that they are lying or that they side with one person because they're a Democrat over another because they're a Republican. But Mitt Romney sort of, he he floats around as this virtuous person, uh, like he's this guy smiley, squeaky clean, and that to me makes him even worse than some of these others when he is just as depraved as they are. I just... I got to say, I, it, there's, it, I am really, really glad I can look back and say that um, he was not somebody that I supported. <laughs> I, I didn't realize he was what he is today, or what I realized that he is today, but nonetheless. All right, first alert forecast. Move on for old, from old Mitt. Flood watch through tomorrow morning for counties along and south of 44. Three and a half inches of rain is possible. Rain today, 50 for a high. Shower storms tonight, 36. Mostly sunny tomorrow with a high of 52, only 38 on Friday. You're listening to Nick Reed in the morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. My cat um, has issues. I don't even claim the cat. It's the girl child's cat. Uh, but the cat identifies as a dog in a number of different ways, including food. Now, we try not to because we recognize that that is a mental thing. It's not an actual physical thing, and, and those things can conflict. And so uh, the dog got switched over to a new kind of food, and the, and the cat 
has kidney diseases, and so the cat requires prescription food and anything off that prescription food that the cat, whose name is Cat, by the way, never even named it, uh, gets stomach issues. Um, Everything just becomes an absolute mess. But at the same time, the cat tries to eat absolutely anything and everything. The cat, the cat, this cat has taken food out of the hands of those of us in the house before. Putting food up to her will come up, bite it out of our hands as quickly as possible to run with it. And so when it comes to the dog, I have to get food that have big enough chunks the cat does not try to go for it. Well, I didn't realize when I bought this new food that it was going to be sized for the cat to eat. The cat kept getting into it. Kept eating it, kept eating it, kept eating it. And we're like, no, you're a cat. Cat, I know that you think you're a dog, but reality is you're a cat. And so this is going to mess with you. So, of course, last night the girl child comes into the bedroom and says, cat threw up. So went, and then the cat also threw up on on the girl child's taekwondo belt. Uh, And then this morning I was going out to the garage, and there was just a whole thing of throw up on the steps. Now, the reason I'm telling you this is to tell you about Garage Experts. Ooh, that was a good transition. Wasn't it? I mean, the way I build it all up. But it's true. I thought of this immediately. And I, my first thought was, I'm really glad that I had Garage Experts do my floor. Because it was so easy to clean up. Now, you think concrete's not that difficult or the flooring. But one of the things I learned when I had my garage floor done by Garage Experts is that the your regular flooring you have in your garage is actually porous. You don't think so because it looks like it's all smooth and everything. But, you know, one of the the problems that you have with those floorings is that it will absorb liquids into it and it's why you get stains you have the oil stains you have the different fluid stains but with the protective barrier nature of what you get with garage experts in addition to the different color schemes that, that you can have it, it just it makes cleanup absolutely easy so i wiped it up and i thought nobody's even going to know that that stupid cat that identifies as a dog threw up all over the place garage experts you can uh, find out what they can do for you under Nick's endorsements, ksgf.com. Also, my transformation under the videos at uh, 1041 Nick Reed on Facebook. I want to play one other bit of audio that is just another absurd claim that was made during the State of the Union address. But this actually is a subject matter that, had it been said anywhere, I would talk about it. Uh, and it's something that I've talked about before. And this was an attempt by Biden to continue to further the divide in this country by race and to pit um, Americans against one another and specifically to get black people to fear law enforcement. And it was this following statement. Most of us in here have never had to have the talk, the talk that brown and black parents have had to have with their children. Bo, Hunter, Ashley, my children, I never had to have the talk with them. I never had to tell them if a police officer pulls you over, turn your interior lights on right away. Don't reach for your license. Keep your hands on the steering wheel. Imagine having to worry like that every single time your kid got in a car. I'm going to let... All of you black people out there in on a little secret. I can't speak for all white people because everyone is different. Our life experiences are different. Our truths may be different. I can just speak to you my truth. I was always 
raised to respect law enforcement. This is one of the most insane lies that you hear told to the black community that white people are that white kids are told if you get pulled don't worry about it oh yeah you want to reach into the glove box you want it you know you got go just do whatever you want you don't have to worry about it at all what world do you live in i don't know now joe biden's family and i think it's hilarious he identifies the fact that he didn't have to tell his kids this well yes clearly because your children are not held accountable for any laws that they break It's a little bit different. What your children have experienced when it comes to the lack of accountability with law enforcement doesn't have anything to do with them being white. It happens to be because you are a totally corrupt, bought politician who uses your position of authority in order to protect your children for purposes that oftentimes include lining your own pockets. That's not a white thing. That's a Biden thing. So if that's if 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 Biden is simply going off his experience and that he's never had to tell his kids to respect law enforcement, that's not because they're white. I we were and again, can't speak for all white people, but just culturally, the way I grew up, it was pretty well known. You listen to law enforcement, you respect police officers, you do what they say. This idea that white people never have to tell their kids to respect law enforcement. That, oh, yeah, if you want to run from them, if you want to try to take their gun, you want to all of these other things, by the way, that lead to these unfortunate circumstances in which somebody dies at the hand of law enforcement. The, the vast majority of them are because they're fighting with police, they're attacking police, they are running from police, they are trying to steal the gun from police, they're coming after police with a knife. And while you can argue whether or not deadly force was necessary in each and every one of those examples, white kids were not under some impression that they can do these sorts of things and get away with it. Just the, the sheer idea... That that's not something that white people have to tell their kids. Now, of course, the, the suggestion here even further, it's not like, well, they don't have to tell their kids this because their kids know any better. It's because in, in the fantasy world of Joe Biden, white kids are allowed to do these things and police just let it happen. It happens all the time. Every time, you know, what we've had in the last couple of days, three police officers shot and killed, didn't notice much uh, attention paid to them at the State of the Union last night. That it was white kids, that, you know, they were doing these things because that's just what police let white kids do, which is why parents don't have to tell white kids not to reach into the glove box suddenly if you get pulled over, to keep your hands on the steering wheel when law enforcement comes up. When Dee Wampler used to come on the show, God rest his soul, this is one of the things that would you know come up uh, periodically, that there are things that you do when you get pulled over so that you make absolute sure that you do not give off any sort of signals to law enforcement that you may be a danger to them, and whether it's just for your own safety or because you don't want law enforcement to have to worry about such things because these are the things that they have to worry about. This is not some secret messaging that only needs to be told to black people. What is so dark about it 
isn't the fact that it is a ludicrous detachment from reality, but it is an attempt to further convince black people that police officers are out there tracking them down, looking for reasons to kill them. That is a sick approach. No person who cares for another person tries to instill that sort of unnecessary fear in their minds. And I say unnecessary because it is not a reality. Is it a reality that there are instances like what occurred in Memphis occur? Yes. But you know, statistically, statistically, when you look at percentages, I'm not talking about numbers, but actual percentages, you take populations, apples to apples, white people get unarmed, unarmed white people. If you're a white person and unarmed, you are more likely to be killed by law enforcement than an unarmed black person. Those are statistics. But we don't know these things, do we? No, because of the lies and because we aren't ever actually having real tough conversations. All of the conversations we have regarding the relationship between law enforcement and the black community in this country are for one purpose and one purpose only, and is to create division based off of fear and hatred. A perfect example there was a story, uh, I don't know if I have it, it was in, I thought I had it right in front of me. It was a news leader story. Mm. And yeah, there was a news leader, oh, here we go, let's see if it's over here. Well, maybe I don't have it in front of me, this is perfect, uh, smooth transition here. But there was a news leader article about this very thing, a local NAACP getting together. They f- had to find a space, a face, a safe space because evidently in Springfield there aren't very many places that black people are safe in Springfield. I don't know if you knew this or not. Most of the places in Springfield are totally unsafe for black people. I get white people and police just are always trying to track them down in public places, and, and so they had to find a safe space, and it's all... I'll talk, I'll sit around and talk about how the number one danger to black people in this country are police officers chasing them down. When statistically, it is the least likely scenario that a black person is going to face that results in the loss of their life. But why let the truth get in the way when we can instead scare people and pit them against one another based on race? I mean, what leadership and unity that is. Springfield's Talk 1041. I'm Nick Reed. Hear about it. Hear about I, know, it. I know I'm beating a dead horse here. Talk about it. Talk about but it. the hypocrisy and the double standards kind of unreal. On Springfield's Talk 1041. You're listening to Nick Reed in the morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. I found it wasn't a newsletter article, it was Ozark's first. NAACP's community discussion on police brutality. This is Springfield. Five days after Tyree Nichols laid to rest. People in the Springfield community came together to reflect on what happened in Memphis. In light of the Nichols' death, the Springfield chapter of NAACP held an in-depth discussion on police brutality. (laughs) Has there been police brutality against black people in Springfield that I'm unaware of? The panel discussion with community leaders talked about how the death of Nichols affected them. You know, once again, if you want change, you have to do things to get change. And what I would start doing if I were these so-called community leaders, 
I would focus on the communities where these problems exist, and I would tell people the first responsibility you have is to start changing the people that you have in charge. And I've absolved myself of all this for all the, well, silence is violence. Mm, I'm not silent. I'm telling you, you live in a community that is generationally run by one political party where these things always happen, and you're not, you need to change that. You change that. Until you do that, that is your addiction. And until you take steps to get over your own addiction, nobody from the outside can fix that for you. That's where leadership is. Sarah Myers, everyone. Wow, thank you. <laughs> well, it's been kind of a rainy and cold uh, couple days here in the Ozarks, and maybe you have noticed some leaking in your roof, maybe some yellowing, and it is time to get a roof inspection, but you're not exactly sure who to call. I want to recommend my friends over at the Pyramid Roofing Company. Now, the Pyramid Roofing team, they've been providing top quality roofing in Missouri since 1992. They're veteran-supported, veteran-operated, and uh, they love to give back to our community, to our first responders, to our educators as much as possible. So that's the type of people that you get whenever you hire the Pyramid Roofing Company. Now they can come out, give you a free estimate, take tons of photos and videos, and see exactly what is going on with your roof. And maybe you don't need a whole new roof. Maybe you need just a roof repair. Either way, the Pyramid Roofing Company, they'll shoot you straight. They'll be upfront and honest with you, and they'll get you taken care of. Now you can find all of the contact information for Josh in the Pyramid Roofing Company that's going to be housed at ksgf.com under the Sarah's Endorsements tab. Uh, still, right now, Fox News reporting crews still rushing to recover Chinese spy flight debris. Uh, it, it's so much easier shooting it down over a vast body of water where there's constant motion and moving, <clears throat> not just horizontally, but vertically, as opposed to it just landing on the ground. <laughs> God almighty. Traffic now. I'm Nick Reed. You're listening to Nick Reed in the morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. Flood watch through tomorrow morning for counties along and south of 44. Rain, 50 for a high today. Showers and storms, 36 for a low tonight. Tomorrow, mostly sunny, 52. Then colder, 38 on Friday. Regarding the absurd claim by the president last night that only black parents have to tell their children if you get pulled over by law enforcement not to go reaching for the glove box you know to keep your hands where they can be seen and i'm telling you those of you in the black community that is a lie this is not something that is only told to black this is a lie to scare you this is something that the democrat they they are try this is an attempt to keep you enslaved emotionally and mentally enslaved Let's not forget, this is the party that physically enslaved you for years and years and years and spilt blood trying to defend that right to own you, okay? This is just a change in the the form of slavery, and it is through fear. And so what they want you to believe, and this is what he said last night, the president of the United States, that, that, you know, that it's just black people that do that. White people never have to tell. Kids are just allowed to do what they want if they're white, if they get pulled over. They don't have to let their hands be seen. They don't have to comply with police. Only black people have to tell their kids to do that sort of thing. They're tell, they are manipulating you. One of the text messages that came in as a CCW carrier, Conceal, 
The first thing they taught me in class was that if I was pulled over for any reason, put my hands on the steering wheel. Wait for the officer to approach. If the officer requires anything like getting out or moving in the vehicle to get a registration or something that might show your concealed weapon, then the very first thing you do is let him know that you have a CCW. They told us not to voluntarily share it up front, or it may make the officer jumpy knowing that you are currently carrying. It was a situation where I had to inform him I had my CCW because I had my carry in my back. Uh, and when I reached for the glove box, it would have presented my weapon. So I stopped, kept my hands on the steering wheel. I told him I had a CCW and everything went smoothly. The whole point being here is that you, while pulled over, because let's be honest, every a police officer, that is one of the most dangerous points in their interaction is when they come up on a vehicle. And they have no idea what is to come. And so this person taking those courses, that's the number one, the number one goal here is to make sure that you do absolutely nothing whatsoever that might be behavior consistent with somebody that is about to carry out attack on a police officer. And to have the president of the United States, the leader, and then to be applauded by a political party for lying to the black community and and trying to scare them into believing that this is something only they are told to worry about, it's depraved. Now, this story is somewhat interesting, given the one that the situation, the issue we're just talking about. There was it popped up briefly. In the news about a guy who was riding his bike. I think it was in Southern California. Riding his bike. I want to say maybe he was a doctor. A physician. Michael uh, Mamone, 58-year-old guy. He's just out riding his bike. Gets hit by a car. The guy who hits him gets out of the car, then stabs him to death. Now, this is the sort of thing that gets national headlines for a number of reasons. One, because... Just out riding your bike is the sort of thing most people associate with a nice sunny day, having a good time. Uh, You don't expect something like that to happen. But then for the person who hit him, not the other way around. It's not like, you know, the bicyclist in return out of anger goes and stabs the driver. The, The driver who hit the bicyclist gets out and then stabs the bicyclist. And so it's an unusual circumstance. The physician was white. The killer was black. But here's the part that is very interesting. And it's interesting because this is not a story that is getting national attention. The witnesses at the scene say that the suspect who stabbed the doctor was speaking as about white privilege. This, these were the utterances going on about white privilege. Now, gosh, where do they hear that? In this society, where is it that we hear that sort of thing? Where is it that that people on the left hear about it? It's well, it's the echo chamber. It's coming from the Democrat Party, the white privilege, white privilege, white privilege. It, it, It goes without saying, of course, if the shoe were on the other foot and the person who did the killing was using slogans 
that are synonymous with the Republican Party. Every one of us would be hearing about this as a lead nude item. The family members would have been at the State of the Union address last night. But I suppose that's part of white privilege, is you have the privilege of being stabbed and killed for doing nothing other than being white, and then you get totally ignored by the media. Coming up, there's this new um, revelation in which Fauci is acknowledging that the feds knew from the beginning that the COVID vaccines were not going to be the answer to this and that the vaccines were doomed from the start. This also isn't getting a great deal of coverage, is it? Springfield's Talk 1041. I'm Nick Reed. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. Fauci paper suggests Fed's new COVID vaccines were doomed from the start. Quote, decidedly suboptimal. Anthony Fauci knows why COVID 19 vaccines have been so unreliable at halting infection and transmission beyond a few months. Though he waited until he stepped down as director of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases to publicly acknowledge it. Medical journal Cell Host Microbe published a perspective led by Fauci's office last month that shows NIAID, NIAID, had good reason to believe COVID vaccines would fail even before they were authorized for usage based on research spanning Fauci's 38-year tenure leading the organization. That's the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Disease. Of course, the government-authorized COVID vaccines, overwhelmingly built on the novel mRNA platform, were designed to provide systemic rather than mucosal immunity administered in arms rather than noses. Critics of U.S. policy, including law professor uh, Todd Zwicky, who secured a vaccine mandate exemption after suing George Mason University, have long emphasized that the mucosal immunity naturally prompted by infection is the key to broad protection against COVID. Quote, I still run into people. It's mucosal. uh, Had the syllable wrong emphasis. Mucosal. Quote, I still run into people, even law professors who publish articles on COVID vaccines, who still know nothing about mucosal immunity. He wrote this in sharing a November study in The Lancet that found natural infection far more protective against reinfection than either the Pfizer or Moderna vaccines. Remember how all of us who just wondered whether this would be the case or not, based off of things that we would learn. We're very curious people, many of us, and we you know, want information. We don't want to just be told and believe what the authorities figure tell. And we were called science deniers. Remember how often they said natural immunity doesn't work. Natural immunity doesn't work. You're a science denier. And then, well, it may work, but it won't work as well. Turns out, not only as well, but better. And Fauci has full knowledge of this all along. The researchers speculated that different roles 
of uh, mucosal immunity might explain the widening gap in protection after the second vaccine dose, given the vaccination induces systemic immunity that might not be retained in the upper respiratory tracts. About a third of respondents had never even heard of mucosal immunity in the Twitter poll that Zwicky did back in January. The law professor shared his research-packed presentation on natural immunity versus vaccination, which covers mucosal immunity. Zywicki also filed a friend of the court brief in support of an Air Force service member challenging the military's COVID vaccine mandate. Navy, uh, Navy service members' legal challenge to the COVID vaccine mandate cite similar immunity research. The National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Disease paper affirms the importance of Musical immunity while laying out the historic challenges to developing such vaccines and suggestions for next-generation vaccines. If written by anyone other than federal public health officials, the paper could credibly trigger, quote, misinformation, interventions by big tech, though Twitter actually did throttle a CDC-authorized paper on plunging vaccine efficacy. Fauci's belated omission on Mucosal immunity spurred indignation on Twitter. Uh, Zwicky writing, after three years, he just announces this obvious point. Uh, Genome researcher Kevin McCurran, a repeated target of Twitter sanctions, said Fauci facing the music on intramuscular injections don't provide mucosal immunity or mucosal immunity. And a number of others who have been silenced, and other of other scientists and educators and doctors who, from the beginning, have been speaking to the truth of this, that were constantly silenced, are saying, "Oh well, here's Fauci now admitting what it is that those of us who are called deniers of science have been saying from the beginning." Being given a title, especially from government, not only does not make you automatically intelligent. It does not make you automatically infallible. And it does not automatically make you moral and good. And this expectation that Americans bow down before people that they deem to be the ultimate authorities and claiming, as Fauci did, that if you don't support him, you don't support science, is extremely dangerous. And it is the antithesis to science. And for the sake of humanity, let's hope that we all learn from this and not fall back into the old habits, which I'm sure we will because the totalitarians are who they are. This will earn the approachers of science in a scientific way those of, of you who are intellectually curious, it will not afford you any sort of forgiveness or leeway in the future. Uh, they still will see Fauci as wonderful, as, as infallible, and his changing of positions or acknowledgement of knowing what it is that so many of us said beforehand as, as simply uh, part of what science is, and that is changing with information. The problem is, as I noted, I believe yesterday, that recognition of the scientific approach is only provided to the people that they support. Anyone else is called a science denier. 
Springfield's Talk 1041. I'm Nick Reed. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. Several years ago, I had a vehicle, had a lot of miles on it, and uh, it was pretty old. And I had taken it in to A1 Custom Car Care because I, I did not want another car payment. And it, w- it was, had not, frankly, by the time I had ownership of it, the previous owner had not really kept up on those things. And so it wasn't the roughest ride in the world. But I remember talking to Dustin, and this was several years ago, about going and having just, you know, all of the sort of routine maintenance updates, catch it up to where it needs to be. And it kid you not, it was amazing the difference in the ride after that. It was a totally different vehicle. And while it was more money than a lot of people would want to spend, the um, the money I saved by putting off for years the need to purchase another vehicle because of the, the, the time that that one lasted due to that, uh, was an amazing amount of savings. And the reason I bring this up, Valentine's Day is around the corner, and you think, that's not that's for Valentine's Day of all the things. What, what am I going to do? Routine maintenance on a vehicle. But you can, whether it's yours or, or your husband or your wife, uh, a vehicle that uh, they may not even realize because the, the quality diminishes over time of the ride. What a difference it can make. And it's almost like driving a brand new vehicle oftentimes with some vehicles and having that routine maintenance done. So just take it in, A1 Custom Car Care, one of their three locations. They'll take care of you. They're good people. We hear constantly Democrats claim that their expansion of the IRS is all about targeting billionaires uh, because they're the folks who are looking out for the working class. Statistically, once the numbers have been poured over, It was revealed several weeks ago that under the Biden administration, the people that make, I think it was $20,000 or less per year, were five times as more likely to be audited by the Biden administration's IRS than wealthy people. So much for targeting the rich. Here's a new one for you. Biden's IRS unveiling a new plan to crack down on waiters and waitresses' tips. Once again, really sticking it to the rich in this country. The IRS is proposing a revenue procedure this week to crack down on all of you servers out there to make sure that you aren't denying the government their fair share of your tips. The SITCA stands for the Service Industry Tip Compliance Agreement Program would be a voluntary tip reporting system, sort of like income taxes are voluntary, in which the IRS and service industry companies cooperate. This according to the announcement yesterday or Monday. As part of the proposal, the IRS will give the public until May to provide feedback on the program before implementing it. Mike Pulitz, a federal affairs manager at Americans for Tax Reform, noted, quote, those 87,000 new IRS agents that you were promised would only target the rich, they're coming after waitresses' tips now. Well, once this is implemented, they will. According to the IRS, the program is going to seek to, quote, improve tip reporting compliance. So make sure all of you, see you greedy, greedy servers that aren't paying your fair share. You greedy SOBs and Bs in the service industry. 
who who are just you want to keep that that mo- they they this is this is why we need 87,000 more IRS agents to keep an eye on you. You are the problem in this country. You are the reason that thank goodness we have the Democrat party and Joe Biden to expand the IRS because there are a lot of you out there and so it it makes sense that we need this many to come after you to take care of this issue to take care of this problem. I, the targeting of the most vulnerable in our country, the targeting of the lower class in this country. And incidentally, you want to know why? If you ask why target us, because they know that you do not have the financial means to defend yourself against the IRS. You have no protection. They know you have to do exactly what it is that they say. You're defenseless against them. And so you are the target. But don't worry. They'll tell you, oh, no, no, no. Nothing to worry about at all. It's just to make sure you're compliant. If you're not doing anything wrong, you have nothing to worry about. Beck's next. I'm Nick Reed.